Good morning. Welcome to Wavemakers on WMNF with Janet and Tom. We're coming to you from Massachusetts today, blue state. We're coming to you from a, from a blue state. It's a special day because we're coming to you from out of town and it is fall fun drive time for WMNF. If you're listening right now, we hope you'll support the station and you'll support um, Wavemakers. Um, we've been coming at you since January, so it's been about nine months with all kinds of interesting guests. We're going to play some clips from those shows uh, for you throughout this hour, but we're also going to be asking you to support WMNF and Wavemakers. You can call 813-239-9663 right now and make a donation. We've got a goal of $2,000 today. Um, and so we're really depending on you to help us reach that goal. And it's part of a larger goal for the station, which has a more than $200,000 goal. For us to be on the air commercial free, we need the support of people like you, people who are listening right now. 70% of our budget comes from these fund drives, and that's what we need to keep the station on the air. And if you want to help the station as well as our fellow Floridians who were badly affected by Hurricane Ian, you can designate part of your donation to go to hurricane relief. If you do that, WMNF will send 5% of your donation to Metropolitan Ministries so they can continue to provide shelter, box lunches, and drinks to those affected by the hurricane in Southwest Florida, just a minimum donation of $60. And that's a way to help both WMNF and help uh, the victims of Hurricane Ian. So two for one, that's a two for one. If you wanna do some good in your community, that's a way for you to give. And also Tropical Heat Wave is back. So for a donation of $240 or more, you can get a pair of tickets to WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave Music Festival. That's Saturday, May 6th. 2023 at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. And of course, a signature event from WMNF, something that has really brought some really, really great music to our community over the years. And it has been gone for a while, but now it's backed by popular demand. Of course, everybody loves Tropical Heat Wave. I've, I've been going for years. I'm years. very excited that it's going to be back. I've seen so many great shows there. And, you know, the Cuban Club has always been a, a partner of WMNF. It's been an important part of this station's history. Um, and and we're, we're continuing that, not just with the heat wave, but for a minimum donation of $100, you can get a pair of tickets to what is going to be one of the most exciting shows of, of this fall season, which is Simifunk. Oh, yeah. Friday, October 14th at the Cuban Club. If you were at the Gasparilla Music Festival, as Jen and I were this year, you, and you saw Simifunk, you'll never forget it. It was an amazing performance. Uh, Life-changing, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, he, he brings together elements of, of uh, Cuban music uh, and funk. And uh, these days he lives in New Orleans and it's going to be an amazing show. For a $100 donation, you can get a pair of tickets to this terrific show. And of course, that's just one of the uh, great uh, premiums that you can get for uh, making a contribution to WMNF right now. You know, we also have a a beanie hat that you can get, I believe, for a donation of $88.50. It's a super cool hat. And then we have a special purple um, purple Halloween-y type of T-shirt that you can get also for a donation of, of $88.50, I believe, is what that well, is. Speaking of Halloween-y, we also have, uh, for $100, you can get a pair of tickets to WMNF's 
Halloween Ball at the New World Brewery on Thursday, October 27th. That's $100 for a pair of oh, tickets. thank you, Janet. Uh, and thank you so much for having me here to talk. That was my fault. Um, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to. Um, well, let's do that. We're going to play a clip. We've got, we, as I said, we've had a lot of great shows. And you turn into WMNF um, in the morning, 9 to 12 every day. We've got public affairs and news programming. And, and um, we're going to play a clip right now from Laura Lawson, who is somebody who is working to um, call attention to some um, the Supreme Court justices uh, that are on the ballot for a retention merit retention vote in November. And this is the kind of news that you get from WMNF that you won't get anywhere else. This is a really important ballot initiative that has the an impact on abortion, could have a, a, an impact on abortion rights throughout our state. And not just that, but all kinds of um, issues. And, and as you know, Roe v. Wade was turned over, the, that was turned over to the states. Um, the, the decisions about abortion rights are turned over to the state. So what the Supreme Court does is going to make a really big difference. And you won't find news about the Supreme Court justices being on the ballot in other places. It's WMNF where we are bringing you that kind of news. So, And every week we uh, feature conversations with people like Laura, people who are not just concerned about things, but are actually taking action to change things. That's why we call this show wave makers. These people are making waves in the Tampa Bay area. And so let's go ahead. Well, that number to call is 813-239-9663 to make a donation. Or, or go to WMNF.org to and, donate. And make a donation. And while you're dialing, while you're sending that email, go ahead and go ahead. Let's give this clip a listen from Laura Lawson, who was a guest on Wave Makers. Oh, thank you, Janet. And thank you so much for having me here to talk about this. Um, these races rarely get much attention. And I think in this case, this race is really important. And the first real reason is the court's role, the importance of the Florida Supreme Court. As we know, the U.S. Supreme Court, for example, determines what the U.S. Constitution means. The same is true in the case of the Florida Supreme Court. They are in charge of deciding what the Florida Constitution means. And this year, we have a rare opportunity where a supermajority of those justices are on the ballot. Hmm. Um, so bottom line is, what are what are we aiming for? What are, what are you aiming for? What are you hoping people will um, do come November when it comes to the Florida Supreme Court? I think they should do what I'm going to do, and that is vote yes on Justice Jorge Labarga and vote no on all four remaining justices. I believe confidently after having researched this that they will be, that they have committed to overturn choice in this state, to disrespect the privacy right in our constitution and to continue to move because they have already been moving this court in a direction that is inconsistent with the Florida Constitution and that is inconsistent with the voters of the state. So bottom line is that there are five Florida Supreme Court justices on the ballot in November. They're up for a retention vote and you and others are advocating for um, voting no on all of them except 
Jorge LaBarga. That's right. Vote no on Justice Kennedy. Vote no on Justice Curio. Vote no on Justice Groshans. And vote no on Justice Ricky Polston. However, Jorge LaBarga is a judge that we can be proud of. He's a fair judge. He has repeatedly disagreed and written dissents uh, from these other judges about things that they have decided in the recent past. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Wavemakers on WMNF, and our guest today is Laura Lawson, and she is an attorney who's working with a group of Floridians to call attention to the fact that there are five Supreme Court justices on the ballot in November, um, and she's um, urging um, folks to vote no for um, Jorge LaBarga because of his position on abortion and other issues. It's a- Yes, for LaBarga. Yes, I'm sorry. So yes. the actual vote, because it's you're being asked a question, shall yes. this justice be retained? Yes, right. And 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 so the, the the really you're being asked yes or no. But the bottom line, the only one um, the, the Laura would suggest voting yes for is LaBarga. LaBarga. Um, and if you want to weigh in on this, um, give us a call at eight one three two three nine nine six six three, or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and let us know um, in between your hurricane planning what your thoughts are about this Florida Supreme Court um, justices being on the ballot in November. Um, And we were talking about it in terms of abortion, but of course, abortion isn't the only issue at stake on the court. Can you tell us, are there other noteworthy cases um, that these justices have ruled on? I'll start with one, and there are more, but let's start with one right here in Hillsborough County. That is the Hillsborough County Transportation Surtax Sales Tax. The Florida Supreme Court threw that out in 2021. That was done by Justice Charles Kennedy. And that was done by a majority of the court. There was one dissent, and guess who it was? It was Jorge LaBarga again. Mm And I think Ricky Polston was also uh, a that is correct. Of that. that is correct. Ricky Polston agreed with and uh, joined the opinion, throwing out the tax with Justice Kennedy. That's a good point. These other two justices were not yet part of that case. And Kennedy also was the chief justice when Florida rejected high speed rail. Oh, that's that's a good point. I had forgotten about that part, but right. that's a good Some time point ago, too. But yeah, he was he was on the Supreme Court then, and that's something that has infected affected our entire state in a very significant way. But going back to abortion for one second, because there is a case right now pending before the Florida Supreme Court. One of the reasons that this election is so crucial is because this court could decide whether or not abortion remains even an option in Florida because under a 1989 Supreme Court decision, it was decided that the privacy amendment in the Florida Constitution protected a woman's reproductive rights. And now there is a a 15-week ban that the legislature has, you, you have to have an abortion within 15 weeks or it's illegal with no exceptions for rape or incest. And that has now been challenged. And many people thought, well, we'll be okay in Florida because we have a privacy amendment. But the attorney general, Ashley Moody, is now arguing to overturn that 1980 decision, basically to do in Florida what the U.S. Supreme Court did with Roe, which was to overturn a precedent. In that case, it had been in place for 50 years. In this case, since 1989. So uh, do you think that there's a chance 
What, what do you think the chances are that the Supreme Court will go along with Ashley Moody's position? I believe the Supreme Court that we have in Tallahassee right now will do what Ashley Moody is asking them to do. And this is more tragic in a way than people even really understand. This is a beautiful piece of the U.S. Constitution that we have here with this privacy amendment. It was approved by the voters in 1980. It's sweeping language that anybody, a libertarian, a liberal, a Republican, a Democrat will love. It says that the government should not interfere with people's private lives. And this was decided in 1989 to include abortion. And the court has said that repeatedly, again, as recently as 2017, including Justice LaBarga. And I feel very strongly and believe that these justices were put there to undermine this right, to take it away. And that is what Governor DeSantis has said that he would do. And um, when you look at Charles Kennedy, his history politically, he worked, he was a congressman who fought abortion in Congress. When you see Ricky Polson, he has a history also of defending choose life license plates. Both of them mm. dissented with what LaBarga had to say in 2017. And I think they would do the same thing again and undermine this right now that they have the chance. And so if you remove, if you vote no, and a majority, it's a simple majority, right? So if a majority of voters say no to those four justices, what happens? They, their last day on the court will be essentially the morning of inauguration day. So that would give the next governor the opportunity to appoint their replacement. So, uh, yeah, we have an email from somebody who's Joellen who says, um, DeSantis can just reappoint. Is this banking on Chris winning? So just if, if DeSantis wins, um, then he's just going to be able to reappoint. Could he reappoint more conservative justice, even more extreme, or just reappoint these folks? I have about three answers to that. The first one is, I think it's harder to get more extreme than what we have now. The second one is... Well, the Santa's just said, hold my beer, because he's going to show you. Well, the second one is that any justices that he puts on the ballot will again face the ballot in 2024. That's how these first two are on there. And they'll have to do that. And they'll also have to make any decisions they make knowing that their predecessor just got kicked off the court. Fine. So Fine. it sends a message. Well, You're sending create. a message that... You're accountable to the voters. Exactly. Accountable. That is a very good word, Janet. We're creating a culture of accountability with the tools that we have. And I also believe fundamentally, I don't see DeSantis winning and this happening, frankly. I think it's going to take the voters of Florida stepping up, voting for Charlie Crist and getting DeSantis out of there and doing this at the same time. I think that's what would realistically happen. So I don't, I just don't think that's a place to place your concern when you're deciding, considering voting yes on these guys. I just don't think that's the place to put your concern. Well, I guess just back to what you, what we were saying is it's about accountability. So maybe he does, but it, maybe people will be thinking the justices will recognize that they need to be accountable to the voters. They're, they're being, they're going before the voters. Yes. So they have to become, and surprisingly, I think a lot of people aren't even aware that this is 
on the ballot. I think you're absolutely right there because it's usually a sleeper situation. People aren't thinking about it. And uh, generally, you'll see one justice, two justices. You don't typically see. This is a seven-member court. So if we get rid of four conservative justices. And there's the end of your clip. Uh, that was Laura Lawson, um, and she is an activist that uh, was on uh, Wave Makers with Janet and Tom. I'm Janet Sherberger and Tom Sherberger. And I'm Tom. <laughs> and um, that's the kind of news that you get from WMNF, that you get from WMNF Public Affairs Programming, programming every day from 9 a.m. to noon. And the, the discussion about those Supreme Court justices, you won't here everywhere. And remember, these are also, as, as Laura mentioned, the Supreme Court justices who um, rejected the transportation tax that once again, we have the court rejecting a transportation tax um, referendum that's supposed to be on the ballot in November. So so if the county appeals that uh, terrible decision a judge made yesterday, what are the chances that the Florida Supreme Court, which has already rejected it once, will support the voters and their opportunity to say what they want regarding transportation? And that's the kind of in-depth uh, analytical news coverage that you get on WMNF, not just on Wavemakers, but all of the public affairs programming. And um, we've got a goal of $2,000 for our show. I think there's a goal of $200,000 for the station. Give us a call, 813-239-9663. Or go to WMNF.org if you'd like to go directly online and not have to deal with folks on the phones. Although the folks on the phones, we volunteer Friday answering phones. It's a great group of people. Please give them a call. They're waiting for your phone calls so they can take your donations. And um, Sean, how are we doing? Do we have anybody that we can thank yet? Yeah, I have a couple of people that we can thank. And uh, we have a donation here from Suzanne House from Tampa who says, love your show. And she's donating $26.25. So thank you for that. Also, Gary Gibbons from St. Petersburg, $100 donation. And Gary is going to look spiffy in this WMNF knit beanie. And he says, I think your show is fantastic week after week. Jane and I never miss it. So thank you for those two donations. Thanks, Suzanne and Gary and Jane. And now we need to hear from you. Please call 813-239-9663 to donate and support a great show like WMNF's Wave Makers with Janet and Tom. Or you can donate on our website, which is WMNF.org. And here's a gift that we can just offer you just now. It just came to us. The Suwannee Roots Revival is October 13th through 16th. It's this weekend. And you can get three weekend pass tickets. So three people can go for the whole weekend to Suwannee Roots Revival with camping. It includes a camping pass and a car pass for two cars. And this campsite includes water, electric, and sewage for a donation to WMNF of $1,000. Once this is gone, it's gone. So for $1,000... You can go for the whole weekend, Swanee Roots Revival, camping, water, electric, sewage, and three people to see the Swanee Roots Revival. Let me read a couple of the bands that are going to be there. J.J. Gray and Mofro, the Punch Brothers, Peter Rowan, Bluegrass Band, Donna the Buffalo, Kitchen Dwellers, Jim, Jim Lauderdale, and the list goes on and on. So please call now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. That's- or, or if you like Chuck Prophet. Chuck Prophet is a long-time fan favorite with WMNF, and for $100, you can get a pair of tickets to the Chuck Prophet Show on January 11th, that's 2023, at Skipper's Smokehouse. $100 for a pair of tickets. Call now at 
888-900-9663 or go to WMNF.org to donate. And if you're listening right now, that's because you love commercial-free independent radio, which is what WMNF is. And in fact, the WMNF call letters mean we are member-supported non-commercial FM. That's why you don't hear commercials. Um, only during our fun drives do you hear us asking for support for commercial independent radio, non, I'm sorry, commercial free independent radio in Tampa. I mean, the WMNF really is a unique Tampa treasure. There are so many cool things about Tampa and WMNF really is one of them, not just for the news and public affairs, but also for the great events that WMNF puts on, including the um, Tropical Heat Wave. Um, you can get tickets to Tropical Heat Wave for a $240 donation. But we depend on you to keep the lights on, to keep the keep us on the airwaves, to keep the doors open, and to keep WMNF operating. 70% of our budget comes from donors like you. So you will not hear commercials on WMNF, but we do need to hear your name we want to be thanking you on the radio for your generous donation to keep WMNF on the air. And you're not just supporting wave makers, which we appreciate and which we hope you will do. You're supporting the entire mission of WMNF right. and everything yeah. we do. Yeah. And and the cultural uh, uh, aspects of things like Tropical Heat Wave, which is going to be on May 6th. It's coming back to the Cuban Club. May 6th, one of the best musical events of any year is always tropical heat wave. Yeah, and the WM, that's interesting that you mentioned the WMNF mission, um, Tom. So I, I want to talk about it a little bit. And the stated, stated mission of WMNF is um, we are listener supported community radio station committed to equality, peace, and economic justice. And that informs everything that we do. Um, our, the, our news and public affairs shows, even our music shows, we have a mission calendar where we focus on specific, um, uh, uh, specific themes that are related to those issues of equality, peace, and economic justice. If that's something that sounds good to you, call 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF.org. So, so much of media today, and let's face it, it's all profit-oriented. They are putting th things on the airwaves, putting things in print, putting things online that is intended to, to, to make money. That's not MNF's mission. Our mission is to provide a place for you to hear alternative voices, news and information that you're not getting anywhere else, and music that you can't get on the commercial radio right, stations. Right. And also for, you know, as Tom's saying, that what we want to do is amplify the voices of the people in our community, your voice. Uh, what's important to you? Who do you think is making a difference in our community? If you have an idea of somebody that you'd like to have, you think that should be on Wavemakers, you can send us an email. I'm going to throw this out there to um, WMNFWaveMakers at Gmail. Uh, and let us know that you there's someone that you think we should have on the show that you think is making a difference in our community. And one of the clips that we're going to show play actually from a show, we'll play that in just a minute, is from somebody who was a guest on our show because a listener recommended him. And that's Farrell Alvarez. He's the um, executive chef at Rooster in the Till. And the owner. And the owner of, of Rooster those. in the Till. 
recognized chefs in the Tampa Bay area. Who received a nod from the Michelin Award. So it was, this year was the first time that the Michelin um, team came to Florida and considered whether or not Florida deserved any Michelin Awards. Some cities in Florida did. Um, we did not get a Michelin star, Michelin star at all in Tampa, but we did get... Um, There was some recognition. And we talked about that with Farrell Alvarez on Wavemakers. And again, that was somebody who was suggested by a listener, someone like you. So um, I'm going to play a clip from Farrell in just a second. And um, while that's playing, please give us a call, 813-239-9663. Um, or go to WMNF.org to make a donation. And we know this is a difficult time for a lot of people, especially our friends in Southwest Florida who were hurt by Hurricane Ian. And many of you are probably reaching deep to try to help them as well. And you can do that with a donation to WMNF. You can select hurricane relief instead of a nice hat or a t-shirt. You can designate 5% of your donation which will go to Metropolitan Ministries so they can continue to provide shelter, box lunches, and drinks to hurricane-affected people in Southwest Florida. A minimum donation of $60 will get you that. But don't hold back. Give as much as you can. And that number is 813-239-9663, or you can go to WMNF.org to donate. And let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of that interview that we did with Farrell Alvarez from Rooster in the Till. Probably the biggest food news in Florida this year has been the Michelin Guide rating of restaurants in uh, Miami, Orlando, and Tampa Bay. No Tampa Bay restaurant earned a coveted star, while several in Miami and Orlando did. This annoyed many local boosters. (laughs) Should Tampa Bay feel snubbed, or is the whole Michelin thing overblown? I don't think they should feel snubbed, and I don't think it's overblown. Um, You know, uh, I think my friends at Koya should feel snubbed. Uh, they should have got a bib at the very least. Uh, they only were mentioned. I think that was the biggest. Uh, Koya? What is, I'm not familiar with Koya. Koya is a uh, small eight or 12 seat omakase bar that is in South Tampa. Um, they closed down for a little bit to open. It was Noble Rice. They shut down. Okay. They rebranded as Koya. And then they opened up Noble Rice again in Sparkman Wharf now. So Eric and um, his wife, they run that restaurant. And yeah, it's super focused Japanese cuisine. They do omakase, one menu, you pay in advance. They release reservations about a month in advance, I think. They fill up for that entire month rather quickly. It's in super high demand. They're shopping. Super expensive. It's like, I mean, in my mind, it's like $250 a person or something like that. But yeah, you're getting, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we could talk about costs later if you yeah. want. It's a great long topic, but they, you know, they're flying in products from Japan that nobody else in Tampa is, is flying in or using, quite frankly. And these products are certainly not cheap. So I think that they charge accordingly. But yes, mm-hmm. it is definitely a higher ticket um, item. Uh, but that was the biggest, you know, uh, oversight, in my opinion. You know, I know Bryce at Roca is um, definitely feeling the sting. I felt the sting as well from not getting a star. But for me personally, in retrospect, it was, you know, I was just... Um, I was just disappointed. I was de- definitely disappointed for 12 hours after the awards and uh, breakfast the next morning. I finally snapped out of it. And I was, I am now grateful. Uh, all of me and my partners and our entire team are super grateful for, be- for the recognition. We never thought that we would have the opportunity to even be discussing Michelin in the state of Florida. So, Well, it's all very mysterious how they come to these uh, decisions, right? Uh, were you even aware that there was a Michelin uh, reviewer in your restaurant? No, you are never aware who they are or when they come. 
And so uh, why do you think we didn't get any stars? Was this uh, maybe some theories are Michelin decided to show their independence because they were paid by uh, Florida and local tourism uh, agencies to come review restaurants. Um, so they got paid. They came here and said, nope, no stars for Tampa. Why do you suppose that happened in Tampa but not Orlando or Miami? Um, I think it's a criteria basis. I, th I think it's a matter of um, really understanding the type of hospitality that they're looking to judge. I don't think that people understand. Most people, your average customer doesn't understand that level of, of dining, perhaps, uh, in terms of how they critique it. Um, but it's what they decided, and I, I can't really disagree. There's, there's not really anything of Michelin quality yet in Tampa aside from a few of us that might think so, but that's, it's subjective, you know, and uh, clearly they did not think so, and it's okay. I think uh, we have another year, and I think things are going to change for the better. And you're saying maybe not Michelin, Michelin star quality, but you did actually get a nod, the Bib Gourmand. Tell us what that is. What is the Bib Gourmand recognition? Uh, Bib Gourmand is a recognition from Michelin that is a recognition one level below a single star. So, if you will, it would be Bib Gourmand, and then it would be one star, two star, three star. Uh, so we got a Bib Gourmand mention in addition to Roca and Ichikoro in, the, in Tampa Bay. Uh, so that means that it is worthy of a trip. It is going to be fun and tasty, but it is not as refined as the other criteria moving forward. And have you seen uh, any impact on your business as a result of... Yeah, absolutely. We've been fortunate. Um, I think right away, uh, as soon as we got back from the awards, I believe it was on a Thursday... We were back in business on Friday, and we started to see uh, an uptick in reservations, and it's been a nice, steady increase. And there's statistics that support that as well in terms of bib and, and getting stars and how that increases your business percentage-wise from a revenue perspective. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Wavemakers on WMNF, and our guest is restaurateur and chef award-winning chef, uh, Farrell Alvarez. Uh, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org. If you want to tell us what's your favorite restaurant, do you think that there are Michelin star restaurants here in the Tampa Bay area and Tampa, St. Pete? Have we been snubbed? Uh well, that's a good question that Janet is asking her guest, Alvarez, uh, Farrell Alvarez, that is. So, I want to thank somebody who donated during that interview. And uh, Michael and Gail Shomers from Tampa called in a $50 contribution. And they say hi to Janet and Tom. So thank you to everyone who has supported WMNF so far and to support Wavemakers. Now it's your turn. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And big thanks to Gail and Michael and to Gary and Jane and to Sue for your donations so far this morning. And Give us a call. We need more. We we're, we're appreciate those donations, but we're very far from our $2,000 goal that we're trying to hit this morning. So we've got just about 30 minutes left or less than that, 25 minutes left for us to hit that goal. So we need your call now. We need you to call now, 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF.org and make that donation. And a great way to donate to WMNF is to join the Circle of Friends. Yeah. The Circle of Friends makes giving easy because you can donate. Maybe you can only afford $5 a month or $10 a month, but you can designate it for the Circle of Friends and it will come out of your checking account or your credit card every month. Set it, forget it, you don't have to worry about it. 
And that is giving us a, a strong foundation of support as we move through the year. And that comes also with some special benefits to it. You get a thank you gift that matches your giving level every year. You get um, a, a monthly letter, a newsletter. Um, you get special ticket offers. Um, and you, um, you can join by giving as little as $5 a month. And that is just, and if you're already a Circle of Friends member, consider widening it. Maybe you're already giving five or $10 a month and you have, you can bump it up just a little bit more to give just a little bit more. And maybe you're new to the station. You know, we've had a lot of people move to Florida in the last couple of years. And if you've recently discovered MNF and have found your new favorite radio station, we welcome you. About 40% of you who are listening right now very likely are new to the station. So, uh, this is your opportunity to show your thanks to not only Jan and me for our show, which we do once a week uh, in this time slot, but all the great programming that you get to hear on WMNF. And boy, for, for those of you who are new to WMNF, I remember uh, moving to Florida, moving to Tampa in uh, 1981 and discovering WMNF and how thrilled I was that there was this great source of alternative music and commercial free music. And also um, just to keep talking a little bit more about the, the great DJs that we have. So such smart curators of music they you get. It's not just that you are listening to great music. You're also getting information about the artists. Marcy Finkelstein, who has her show on Saturday mornings, words and music interviews with musicians and um, Stuart Mellish, his show, lots of really great information about the, the music that he's playing. You don't get that on, on a, a typical mainstream full of commercials radio station. That's what you find on WMNF. And Cam Dilley, who is uh, one of the founders of our station, has a terrific show every Friday morning that uh, shows you how you can string together diverse types of music and you will be discovering new kinds of music whenever you listen to this show. Yeah, the, and, and it's not just music though, 9 to 12 every day in this slot. There's um, news and public affairs. And again, it's the kind of news and public affairs you won't get other places. Um, that long conversation that we played earl earlier that you heard from um, Farrell Alvarez uh, talking about the Michelin star, what a treat that is to have this renowned uh of chef on on WMNF and and the earlier uh, conversation that we had about the Supreme Court justices that are on the ballot. Um, it's so important to be um, an informed voter, and you can become an informed voter by listening to WMNF. And I we know that you appreciate that. That's why you listen. Uh, and so show your support by and how much you appreciate WMNF by picking up that phone and calling eight one three two three nine nine six. Six three are going to um, WMNF.org. And you know, every week we uh, feature interviews with uh, people who are making a difference in the Tampa Bay area. These are these are activists. They're business owners. They are uh, folks who are uh, dedicated to making a difference. And uh, one of the uh, people we interviewed recently uh, was named Carlton Ward. Uh, Carlton has done an amazing job. Uh, highlighting the importance of the Florida Wildlife Corridor and has has moved from being a conservation uh, photographer 
He is still a fabulous conservation photographer, but also a conservationist. He is trying to preserve the land that makes Florida unique. Yes, and that, that's another part really of WMS mission is supporting, protecting the environment. And we've got a lot of shows that do that. Sean Canan, actually our news director, who's pitching with us right now, he does a lot of stories about the environment, keeps you informed on what's going on to um very um to the the very fragile environment that we have here that that is threatened every day by uh the, the people who live here in our community um loving it to death and to a certain extent so let's take a minute and listen to um a, a little bit of the interview that we did with carlton ward um and while we're listening you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 or go to wmnf.org and make a donation donation and show your support for commercial free independent radio and let's listen a little bit to this interview with conservation photographer, conservationist, Carlton Ward. So Carlton, you have trekked 2,000 miles along the corridor on two National Geographic supported expeditions to advocate for the corridor's protection. How did you shift from documenting wild Florida to trying to save it? Actually for me, The motivation to save it was the whole purpose and ever documenting it in the first place. I had begun my career um, studying ecology. You know, I came into this as a conservationist as I kind of picked up a camera and pursued photojournalism. My first work was in Gabon in Central Africa. And this was 2001 to 2005. I was going for three month long expeditions promoting conservation in a, de- in a developing African country. But every time I came home to Florida, there was a new subdivision on what used to be natural land or a cattle ranch. And I kind of realized that the landscapes of my youth were kind of disappearing before my eyes. And I, I felt pulled to try to make a difference here. And you are making a difference uh, through the Florida Wildlife uh, Corridor Foundation. And I know you, it, it, it's, it's been about a decade of work uh, that your group has been in the middle of. And I think we have some news today from some of this progress being made. Today is a great day in Tallahassee. Can you tell us about what happened? Right now, uh, Governor DeSantis and the cabinet are finishing their second cabinet meeting of the year. And at that meeting, there were seven properties within the Florida Wildlife Corridor up for consideration for either state purchase or conservation easement. And all seven of those properties were approved. And so um, just you know, within, within, the, within the last hour, we've had nearly 20,000 acres approved for protection within the Florida Wildlife Corridor. So that's a huge step forward. Another 20,000 acres. And where, where are they? Are they spread out throughout the corridor or are they in a certain location? On today's agenda, they were distributed through South Central Florida and the Panhandle. They're the furthest from Tampa being up near Pensacola, an area called the Coastal Headwaters or Wolf Creek Forest Project. Another one um, a little further east in the Panhandle. Uh Several of these properties were in the Everglades Headwaters region, areas in Highlands County and Okeechobee County that are contributing to connectivity in that part of the state. Closest to home for us was 
a big acquisition of a conservation easement on Horse Creek. And this is in the Peace River Valley, just interior of Sarasota. It was a 16,000-acre conservation easement. 11,000 acres came from the state of Florida, 4,000 from the Southwest Florida Water Management District. Explain to us what it means to, have, to, to, to get a conservation easement. People understand the Florida Ac Land Acquisition Program. It's been extremely popular um, where they buy up land and then often the public can have access to it. What's different between that and a conservation easement? A conservation easement is when, in this case, the state doesn't buy all of the land, they buy the development rights. So most properties throughout Florida, most large parcels, most places in the corridor have an allocated development density. They're allowed to have, say, one house on five acres or whatever the case may be. That's a value that can be bought from that landowner, taken away, so that land can never be developed. Um, broad brushstrokes, it can be 50 cents on the dollar for what the land would sell for on the open market, depending where you are and how close it is to development. And what that does, it gives the landowner the resources to keep managing and protecting the land into the future, keep using it for a compatible use like a cattle ranch or um, rotating crops and agriculture. I see. And uh, I think we should probably also help our listeners understand or define the Florida Wildlife Corridor because it's it's big, it's sprawling, and it, sometimes it's difficult to to kind of figure out where it is. And and what is it? What and is what exactly? Is it? Yeah. How do we how do we determine what the wildlife corridor is? Good question. So the Florida Wildlife Corridor is a subset of something called the Florida Ecological Greenways Network, and this is the science of basically how you connect up the green space in Florida. Florida is blessed by, as you mentioned, a great legacy of conservation. That's left us with 10 million acres of public land. However, if we continue on our current development trajectory, most of those public lands will become islands surrounded by development. And that's not good for the wildlife, for the water, or for the people who want to use and access these places. The Florida Wildlife Corridor is a solution that helps investing, protecting the green space. It's those missing links that connect the green backbone of Florida. So if you're looking at Florida from a map, you go from south in the Everglades, north to Ocala National Forest, and further north to the Okefenokee Swamp. There's a swath of green that broadly aligns with the Everglades watershed and the St. Johns River, you know, sweeping over to the Suwannee River watershed and across the Panhandle, kind of parallel to Interstate 10, and on up into Georgia and Alabama. 18 million acres, it represents half of the state of Florida, 60% or so, those 10 million acres are already permanently protected. The 8 million acres are those spaces in between that are still connected now through different uses, mainly agricultural. And if we don't invest in their protection in the next 20, 30 years, most of those can be lost. And the idea is that this is so that wildlife can sort of traverse the state, that they can get around from around the state Un, un, unimpeded and not have to be, like you said, uh, sort of confined to an island surrounded by development. Is that why we call it a corridor? Is that the idea of it? That's the idea. That's also how we connect with the idea. It's about much more than wildlife. Okay. But if we think about 
the wildlife are, wildlife are the symbols for the corridor. It was inspired by the Florida black bear, these animals that are wide ranging and need lots of land. Um, or may, more recently, I've been doing a lot of work with the Florida panther. A single male Florida panther has a home range of 200 square miles. That's twice the size of Orlando, four times the size of Miami. Mm-hmm. There are very few places in Florida or even in the eastern United States where a single property by single ownership or by a single agency can serve the home range needs of even one panther. It, by definition, requires a connected fab work, a connected fabric of adjacent lands working together. And so these animals, the bears, the panthers, the ones that need the most land, they show us what we need to do to protect their habitat needs. But ultimately what they're doing is showing us what we need to do to save wild Florida. And that's for the benefit of all the other species that live in under the umbrella of these wide ranging species. It's also what we need to do to protect the headwaters of the Hillsborough River and the Green Swamp or the headwaters of the Everglades near Orlando or the headwaters of the St. John's River. So it's it's about our green infrastructure and having a balance between our economies and the ecology that supports us all. Mm-hmm. That was Carlton Ward, conservation photographer, conservationist who uh, was on WMNF Wavemakers. I'm um, talking to um, Tom and, and myself, Janet Sherberger, about the work that he's doing to protect the Florida Wildlife Corridor. And again, that's the kind of the kind of guests that you get on WMNF, on Wavemakers, and the, the topics that we cover um, on all of our news and public affairs programs um, on WMNF. And if that's the kind of news that you like to hear and that you support, you can give us a call at 813-239-963 or send us a donation or go to WMNF.org to make a donation. And we are really need to hear from you. We've got just about 10 minutes left to make our goal of $2,000. And um, we know it's difficult right now uh, because of the impact that the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Ian had on so many people. And I know our listeners are the kind of folks who are probably reaching down into their pocket to try to help Mm -hmm. them. And just so you know, you can do both with a donation to WMNF. You can select hurricane relief instead of a thank you gift like a hat or a t-shirt or concert tickets. If you do, we will send 5% of your donation to Metropolitan Ministries so they can continue to provide shelter, box lunches, and drinks to hurricane-affected people in Southwest Florida. Um, and I just want to say, the, also, we've got that $1,000 um, uh, premium, that you those tickets for the whole weekend at the Sewanee uh, Fest this weekend with for three people camping and music, great music. Those festivals up there are, are so awesome. I and mean, that's the, you, you can find that kind of music actually on WMNF. You don't hear those artists on uh, commercial radio, but you do on WMNF non-commercial radio. So if you want to pick up that premium for $1,000 that weekend at the Sewanee Fest, give us a call at 813-239-239. 9663 or go to WMNF.org. There are people there waiting to take your call. There are great people waiting to take your call and might even have an interesting conversation with them while they're taking your information. Or if you like uh, a a diverse, eclectic lineup of music, uh, you can get for $240 donation, you can get a pair of tickets to WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave, which you know, is coming back after a pause 
We are coming back to the Cuban Club on May 6th, 2023. And you can get a pair of tickets to the Heatwave for $240. If that's a little too pricey, how about $100 for a pair of tickets to the Tribute to Tom Petty on October 22nd at Skipper Smokehouse. And those will be all local bands. Yep, all local bands playing some of that great Florida music that Tom Petty produced. Which is another great thing that you get out of WMNF, which is a, a place for local musicians to come together. We have a live music showcase. Um, the the um, these tribute shows that WNF does that are really popular are a place for local musicians to come together. And if that's something that you like, that you love, you should give us a call, 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF.org. We have a $220,000 goal for this fund drive for the station. Um, and it's so important for us to meet that goal and all the shows need to meet our goal. So please, we've got $2,000 we need to hit. Just a few minutes left, only seven minutes left. We'd love to hear from you. If you like uh, uh, intelligent conversations with people who are making a difference in the Tampa Bay community, that's what we like to think we do here at Wavemakers. And if you have been enjoying this, if you're learning uh, things from these shows, please pick up the phone and make a donation now. And we'll play um, just a, one more clip of uh, that we have, uh, just a few minutes of Robin Lockett from Florida Rising. And they're a very um, interesting um, activist group that's active in the whole Tampa Bay area. And one thing that they got very involved in was Child's Park in St. Petersburg. Um, there was a neighborhood there, a largely African-American group, uh, community that has had like an industrial smell in their community for decades decades um and nobody would do anything about it no one was listening to them but because of florida rising uh there's some attention being paid to those that community there there and they're trying to figure out what exactly that stench is coming from and florida rising is was also very active in um the affordable, affordable housing, housing in the in the Tampa Bay area. We are still Tampa. in a housing crisis. It's not been solved, but folks like Robin Lockett are trying to make a difference. So in these few minutes that we have left, while you're dialing, while you're going to WMNF.org, while you're dialing 813-239-9663, let's hear just a few minutes from Robin Lockett. And before we play Robin Lockett, I want to thank Julie and, and Dan Jenkins for their $10 donation from Tampa. They say, thank you, Tom and Janet. So thank you to Tom and Janet for their work. And if you support this work, give us a call, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Here's Robin Lockett. Florida Rising has been around for 18 months. Uh, uh, the organization uh, was birthed from Organized Florida, who was in, uh, locally here in Tampa, the Central Bay Area, and then um, uh, New Florida Majority, uh, that we, which was located in Miami and Jacksonville. Our two organizations uh, merged and birthed Florida Rising. So we've been in existence for about 18 months. And you are the... Um regional director for Tampa Bay and one of the, the another uh, message that you get from Florida Rising is this is a quote justice will look different on every block but we know that if we rise together it's possible so what does that mean justice looks different on every block everybody should have the same uh, access everybody should have uh, same uh, the same health care the same uh, uh, being protected uh, same uh, uh, safe homes, housing, affordable housing. Our blocks shouldn't look any different from 
South Tampa's block. That's how we we, we measure it, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, South Tampa, the perception and the reality is that they can snap and things get done. So we should have the same uh, access to what they what they have. And what about in throughout the state? There's is it the same? You have the same goals and priorities in Hillsborough County as you do in Dade County or in Jacksonville. So with Florida Rising, our our membership drives the work. So during the pandemic, housing was a big factor. So that was statewide. And although we're still working statewide with housing. Uh, Jacksonville's may be a little bit different because their priority has changed to something else. So that was Robin Lockett of Florida Rising, who was a as a well, associate with a nonprofit, a great activist group, and those are the kinds of voices that we amplify on WMNF Wavemakers, and that are amplified all across um, WMNF Voices that you won't hear. True Talk, a very interesting <coughs> show that's on WMNF that you um, you you don't hear those voices. Those are um, folks from our um, Muslim community, yes. and and they uh, have a great show. That is not something that you are going to hear on any other radio station in the Tampa Bay area. This is, uh, we are the alternative. We are trying to bring you news, information, and music you're not going to hear anywhere else. And the only way you're going to do that is if you continue to support WMNF. We are running out of time to reach our goal, so we really need to hear from you in these last few minutes, 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or send us an email to, or go to wmnf.org, and there's all kinds of great premiums there for you. You've got the beanie hat, you've got the t-shirts. You can get for a two hundred forty dollar donation, you get tickets to um, the return of WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave, one of the best music events in the Tampa Bay area, returning to Tampa. A thousand dollars for that weekend at the Sewanee Fest. Um, those are great. Great rewards that you can get for showing your support for WMNF, non-commercial, independent radio in Tampa Bay. A, a huge, huge asset, unique, uh, a unique asset in the Tampa Bay area that you you just won't find anyplace else. And don't forget, in three days, an amazing show is going to be put on at the Cuban Club, Semifunk. If you were at the Gasparilla Music Festival, like Janet and I were, and got to see Sima Funk in action, you'll never forget it. He is a Cuban musician now living in New Orleans, combining Cuban music and funk in an amazing mix that WMNF is. Our listeners just love this. And so for a $100 donation, you get a pair of tickets to that show at the Cuban Club on Friday, October 14th. Yeah, and then, then you can also, um, again, for eighty-eight fifty, go ahead and make a donation, and you can get the beanie, or you can um, get the get a T-shirt. And don't um, forget our hurricane relief that we're doing. You can designate hurricane relief for your contribution, a minimum of sixty dollars, and we will send five percent of your donation to Metropolitan Ministries so they can continue to provide shelter, box lunches, and drinks to hurricane affected people in Southwest Florida. And we know you have a wide range of choices about where to get your news, so we really appreciate your support of WMNF and the kinds of programming we bring you. Um, every, every Tuesday every at Tuesday. 11 o'clock. This is Wavemakers with Janet and Tom Sherberger. Please call 813-239-9663 to donate. Thanks to Roseanne Clemente from Tampa is donating $252 for a pair of tickets. It says this is for the wonderful shows Janet and Tom produce. Also anonymous from Tampa with a $26. Thank you so much. You're listening to WNF Tampa.